Welcome to the 10-9 Podcast, a show hosted by two hollowed-out, emotionally empty, and institutionalized veteran correctional officers struggling to maintain their sanity and their civility outside of their facility. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce your hosts, Roland Peters and William Young. I have a partial. Welcome, touch. welcome, welcome to the Ten Nine Podcast. A little hot, hot yeah, mic. Yeah, that's uh, hot mic. You got some volume going there. Uh, I'm going to dive right into it. Okay, I'm going to dive right into it tonight. We're going to talk about tactical handcuffing. Yes, we're going to talk about two and a half straight arm. We're going to talk about straight arm bar takedown uh, using uh, balanced displacement uh, to secure the subject to the ground or floor, depending on what uh, is the best, uh, your facility. Uh, but first, before we get into that, I want to share uh, a moment with the listeners. Um, minutes ago, moments ago, before we started this podcast, I actually experienced one of the greatest moments of my life. <laughs> and I, and I want to share it. So, so, uh, your, your life is shallow. So we recorded the last episode and then we went to Runza and Runza is a fantastic, uh, you know, restaurant in, in, uh, the Midwest here, Nebraska. And, uh, we went there, we had a great, we had a great, uh, dinner, great conversation, mm -hmm. got back to the house, fired up. We had talked, we had a little conversation about what we were going to talk about, uh, what direction we were going to go. And then mm -hmm. you got inside and, uh, and what happened? I said, uh, where's my cell phone? You lost your cell phone. I lost my cell phone. You couldn't find your cell phone nope. for the second time in two. So last episode, we talked about you put your cell phone on your bumper. You lost it. You had to go through right. all this six spots. You went to Count's Bluffs. All these things happened right. mm -hmm. uh, for you to get this cell phone. Right. We went to Runza. We came back and you lost your cell phone. Lost my cell phone. <laughs> For the second and, time, uh, second time in eight days, we searched your Jeep. Yep, I, I did a pat search. Uh, went through your pockets. Um, yep, and uh, did the good did the good old county uh, county search pat search. Did a pat search and retrace uh, the steps. I didn't do the day shift pat search because those aren't really pat searches. I did the I did the night the three to eleven swing shift rookie uh, pat search where you really uh, you get that knife hand right up in the. Yep, right in the, in the goats. So I called Runza, um, yep. and uh, I, I asked him. I said, "Hey, uh, I was just in there, uh, me and my elderly brother, and we're just in there." <laughs> I took my, yeah. I picked up my elderly brother from the home, and yep. uh, we just went. Is there a cell phone there? And they said no. Nope. They said no. So we went out and we searched your Jeep again. Yep. And this is to me, um. I just am enjoying this this moment. My panic um, calling. It, it didn't seem like you're panicking. Was that your panic? No, it was uh, just. Boy, am I a dumbass? No, but what did you say? You said You said it repeatedly. I can't remember. Unbelievable. 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 Twice. Twice in a week. I Unbelievable. Lose a phone. Unbelievable. I lost a phone twice. I lost two different phones in one week. Right. Unbelievable. Right. So, uh, and I'm uh, enjoying every moment of this. I call Runza. Yep. They don't have a phone. Anyways, they call back and say that they found uh, found your phone. Mm -hmm. 
and to just come back to the drive-thru. And so we we go. Mm-hmm. I, again, this is, I think I told you several times, this is the greatest moment of my life right here. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and so we go through the drive-thru, and we we roll up, and uh, there is a uh, a teenager, a teenage girl at the at the window. What she yeah. what she ask you? Are you the phone guy? Are you the phone guy? So for now on, yeah. uh, Roland is going to be the phone guy because it says here that the average American loses their phone <laughs> once a year, loses their smartphone device. I did I did some research on this. So are you the phone yeah. guy? So the average person. And this says here, 70 million phones are lost every year. 70 freaking million. That's, that's, a, that's a, a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the average person, and you lost yours twice in a week. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. Twice, twice in seven. That is, that is awesome. That's what I you said. You did good. I said unbelievable. Unbelievable. So we got your phone. Yeah. And I and I wanted, I had to know, where was, where was this thing? In the trash? Was it in the, where was it? Because what I was hoping is that, you put it in in the trash. It was inadvertently thrown away, and the guy you called it, and it was ringing, right? And, and, and the guy dug it out of the. He he put his yeah. e cigarette down. He went out and and uh, and got it. So they said it was left on the table. Yep. I think they were just felt bad. I'm yep. gonna tell people from now on that it was in the trash uh, inside of my Southwest chicken salad uh, container, yep. thrown in the trash, and that was so. So that was, but the story awesome. continues. What's the story? Because we came in, sat down. I've now recovered my phone, and I've lost my glasses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just in case you're wondering, doing this podcast with Roland also counts as community service hours for me, and so this is why this is why I have to do this. So in the last hour, right? You've I've lost a thousand dollars, probably. Worth of- Probably well, no more because you you told me the story about your glasses, mm-hmm. uh, and and listeners of the podcast will mm-hmm. know you spent I want to say twelve hundred dollars on these glasses. No, no, three hundred. Um, but there were two pairs, so it was two pa- Yeah, so it was it was up around seven hundred. You bucks lost two pairs. Yeah. Um, you arguably mm-hmm. the two most important items that a person carries. <laughs> Yeah, in, in one in in a in forty five minutes that that you always know because Correct. you always have your cell, cell phone. phone in your yep. hand and your glasses on your nose, right? And you uh, have neither, neither. No, nope. where is your phone? This is for those listening. I'm giving you a play by play. He is digging in his jacket. There it is. <laughs> Got the phone. You got the phone, and, and 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 we know how important your phone is because it you add uh, so much uh, production value to the show. Yeah. By the uh, by, you staying up all night, by you um, creating little. Everybody sit down. <laughs> Bill has a story, <laughs> and this was a good story. Yeah, this was a good story. Uh, you know what makes this phone great? What's that? I can't see a damn thing on it without my glasses, <laughs> and the font is um, is the largest font. I've ever seen, but hopefully um, this podcast doesn't get interrupted by Runza. Let me put my phone on silent by Runza calling me uh, saying that your brother left his glasses uh, in the drive-thru. That font is not that big. No, you people can, people from uh, New Zealand uh, can read that font. So here, here's something from William Young. See, the font is not that big. I can even go there. The font is not that big. Font is huge. It's it's not that big. 
So we were talking uh, at Runza before we had this great, and, and, and it was so awesome for me because he has these awesome adventures, yeah. but they, they usually take place on the way uh, to, to record the show. So I don't ever get to be a part of these things. I was actually able to partake <laughs> in this kind of misadventure. The uh, missing phone extravaganza of yes. 2021. Yes. Yeah. No, it was, it was, and, and it's snowing to boot. The roads mm -hmm. are slick. Uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, this is, it was the greatest, greatest day of so my life. So when you asked me where my last phone was, and I told you somewhere between 156 yeah. and 132nd, right. and then this time my phone was somewhere between 132nd and 84th. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, this is, <laughs> fuck it. I mean, heck. This, it also said that this the average, life. the average person drops their phone four times a week. You just dropped it twice. Yeah. yeah that's so, this, this is my, uh, well, I got a, I've got a your disability. Finger. Yeah. yeah you've got a, you've got a crooked pinky. Do we want to talk about that? No, no, it's, no. I got paid very well for this crooked finger. Uh, it's distracting. When you hold up your hands, it distracts <laughs> it's, me it's, a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, me too. It's a 17% dis, uh, dis, impairment right and it. maybe that's why you forgot so, your phone maybe you dropped it because your pinky is no longer able to grip uh your cell phone yeah it's uh yeah, yeah it's just say my life is hell and let's right. move on it's <laughs> man lose my glasses lose my phone here you know what i might as well just throw my wallet yeah that's the, the only thing yeah but really i mean what do, what do you have in your wallet i mean that's you know you you tapped your phone to pay didn't you no, you I bought me dinner tonight, which I, I appreciate. Yeah, no, that I, was great. I didn't tap my phone. I don't tap oh, my phone. It was oh, if you had an iPhone, you could tap. I, it, I tapped, you tapped my, your my credit card. Nice. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I tapped that my was fancy. Yeah. I thought for a second there, I thought, how advanced is this guy? I don't even do that. Like, I don't know. I don't have a card that can tap. I don't get into yeah. that kind of stuff. You tap. I tap my phone, and then you my, lose my your card. entire life shortly thereafter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, yeah. Well, and it's when we were leaving, you were holding the door like, come on, dummy, I, let's I don't, go. I, I was holding the door and, to be, uh, just to uh, be polite. I was doing my Macarena. I was trying to, was there, uh, you know what, let's just go. Yeah, okay, you're waiting, I'm going. Yeah, so this is, uh, yeah. this is why we don't carry cell phones in the facility, because nobody can hold on to them. Yeah, that's. Uh, so we were talking at Runza. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a great conversation. And. uh I think we should. I think we should carry this over to the uh, to the show. Yeah, I think that conversation's been. You think we burned up and wasted? No, up. no. We can talk about it. It's there. There are no answers. There's only questions. That's uh... so. Let's let's pose the questions tonight. Let's let's uh, okay. let's discuss with our uh, with our expertise. No, oh, I thought you were going to say experience. the vast internet audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, comment as they see fit. Uh, Sarah and uh, Sarah. Sarah and Sarah. And Gillespie. Adam, how you doing, buddy? Yep. That's about all I know, but I'm we, sure there's three other people. We um, have to do something um, in the next, in the upcoming days that um, nobody wants to do. We have um, experienced something that is um, nobody wants to experience, and it's this is the second time in just a few months. Um, we had a uh, fellow officer, a friend of both of ours, uh, pass away uh, on Monday, uh, just a few days ago, 
after, uh, after battling cancer, mm-hmm. uh, she had cancer. And, um, this was, uh, we knew she was sick. Um, but this was, uh, this was tough for me. This is, this was bad. And this kind of plays into our conversation. We're talking about her funeral mm-hmm. and other funerals that we've been to for officers and why aren't there as many staff members at these funerals as there were in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and we started talking about turnover and how that kind of plays into camaraderie. How do you build camaraderie? How do you build a foundation with your fellow officers? If every year uh, you have a 25 to 30% turnover in your staff. And um, so that's, that's kind of where we started. Yeah. And, and that's where we were talking about. I don't know that there's the loyalty invested into the facility anymore like there used to be. And when we talk about the good old days, maybe five years ago, that if there was a, and it didn't even have to be an inline or on duty death, it, but if someone passed, everybody turned out, right? Everybody that could Went. showed up Yep. and it wasn't because that particular person, it was because the blue, you were backing the blue. You didn't necessarily even need to know them you or, didn't or know be them. personal friends with them. Right. You, yes. You just showed up because that was, you right. were laying a brother to rest. Mm-hmm. And the, the past few, um, we, you don't get the turnout. Feels different. It, it is. And it's Feels different. Is it because they didn't know the person? Is it because they don't have the time invested in the facility? You know, that's, uh, you brought up the the uh, funerals that you see on TV for uh, police officers in Chicago, mm-hmm. in New York, uh, in some of these bigger metropolitan areas, and how the bagpipes, the bagpipes, seemingly the entire facility shuts down, the city shuts down. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever can be there is there, mm-hmm. um, and that we we don't know if if that translates into the correctional world uh, as much as as I feel that it should. Right. I don't think uh, it doesn't, it's not front page news. It's not front page news for them. And it's not front page news for us. And and, and so one of the things that I struggled with um, and that was kind of, uh, is kind of unique about this profession. And and maybe if you're listening, you can, you can kind of weigh in on this, but um. One of the things that I think is fucked up about our job and, and that is really tough about our job is the mental aspect of it. And, and that's what my books have been about. And that's what I write about and I preach about. But um, so so you get a call, right? You get a call um, that a coworker has passed. And you don't have time as an officer or the space to grieve. This right. isn't like a normal profession where you can go to your place of business and you can all sit around and you can cry and you can all sit around and commiserate about how you miss them and 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 share memories. You have to go to work. You mm-hmm. have to keep working. And and that over over time that really really wears on us. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that was upsetting me this week was that I didn't have the time or the space to, to grieve, to mourn. Maybe I'll do that Sunday. Um, I can tell you that this has weighed heavy on me, mm-hmm. uh, for several days. And, um, but yeah, just, just, 
and you guys know me, I preach about the job. I preach about the, the, the stress, the emotional stress, the emotional strain that those are almost harder for me, uh, to process than the physical nature of the job. Right. And, and something like this, where we lose a coworker, whether, and, and several agencies have, uh, uh, you know, to COVID mm -hmm. to assaults, uh, you know, uh, Minnesota, uh, Anamosa, Iowa, we, it's been a bad, it's been a bad couple of years mm -hmm. and correctional officers have to just keep going. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's almost like, and this is going to sound crude, but it's almost like step over the body. Mm -hmm. I, I got to lock the doors. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's nonstop. So the, the visitation will be Sunday night, four to seven. I can't go. I have to work. You have to work. That's I, I have to be there. Right. Uh, they are going to live stream the funeral, right? But it's not the same. Do you have internet access at work? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody does, but it, it's it still won't be. It's not the same. No, because here's the thing. It, it, that's great. You can live stream it. You can watch it. They're going to open it up for everybody to watch. But you can't sit next to somebody and hug them and pass them a tissue. And you're not even going to be able to watch this. Because somebody's going to come up and want a roll of toilet paper. Oh, yeah. You have to do your rounds. You got to get them out for rec. You, right. You got trays coming in. So so this is the unique challenge of corrections. This is the unique challenge of our profession. When, when somebody says, oh, this job doesn't bother me. This mm -hmm. job no different than a fucking uh, you know, mechanic. It, it is. It is. Because mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to feel real feelings. Right. I'm not allowed to. He, he, let me give you another example. Um, Harris County Jail, and I sent you. I sent you a couple of uh, articles about this. Mm -hmm. Okay, Monday, Harris County Jail. Um, I'll put the links to this in the show notes. A inmate slipped away from a Bible study, slipped into an administrative office, and savagely beat and raped a female correctional officer, a 20 year plus vet correctional officer and um, and her co and her co-workers have to continue working mm -hmm. there's still food that needs to be uh, distributed there's still uh, rounds there's still uh, lockdown wreck there's still there's still all of these things that now now this is what I want people to think about if you're if you're a non-correctional person listening to this podcast, or if you if you have a spouse that doesn't work in this profession, they're listening to this. What would happen if somebody at their work had there's somebody from the outside broke in, beat him, raped him, left him there? That office would close down. Right. That's it. Right. right. We we talked about outside it's felony, inside it's Tuesday. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But this things like this happen and we're not allowed to feel right we're not allowed to stop and take even a breath before we have to go and work again right put her on the gurney get her into the squad right squad pulls away right let's go get them out for wreck let's right. go bring the wreck back right yeah uh we got laundry we got to go pick up yeah it's yeah the facility doesn't stop and you don't have time to stop you don't it's not like if you were working in a retail store and you put that person in in the squad, they drive away. Okay, can you go finish stocking aisles uh, right. C, D, and F? Right. 
What do you mean? After you mop up uh, your coworker's blood, yeah, can you make sure that all the underwear is faced uh, out so it looks good for our rush tomorrow? Yeah, that's that yeah. doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. But it does in our facility. That's why I get pissed when people say, "Oh, everybody's understaffed and everybody and Amy, 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 Amy shut up." You There's knew, no job out there like this. You knew what you signed up for. There's no job out there like yeah, yeah. No, it's it's yeah. out there. It's out there. One of the one of the uh, uh, Facebook uh, correctional platforms groups that I belong to, uh, an, an officer posted this story, this particular story. And that's what somebody said that, that she knew the risk when she took that job. Right. And they banned him. They kicked him off the page. Right. Yeah. Because as well, they you're should. a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, no, you, you, your job posting does not say that you may be savagely beaten and raped. That's be- yeah, nope. because a sexual predator walks away from a Bible study, and you know, and I'm going to do a video on this uh, that will be coming up, and and uh, I'll share some thoughts on that. But the nature of this job is insane, right? It's crazy. Minnesota. I don't think when he went to work that day that he anticipated having a skull crushed with a hammer. No. Uh, and to say no. that's, that's part of the job that that is not part of the job. That's we know. Listen, we know the risks. We, we, we know that we're in danger all the time. That bad things can happen. Bad things can happen. But what you don't sign up for, what you don't prepare for, what you can't possibly prepare for is the aftermath of something like that happening right. is. And, and I talked to a female officer that we worked with last night. I, I was shared the story with her and, and she told me a story of when she was uh, attacked in a room and I had never heard the story before she's in a room, she's doing count. She's doing the wristband. She goes in the room and um, as she's backing out of the room, as she always did, um, she said one inmate was sitting at the desk. The other one's on the wall and an inmate, turns and and grabs her uh butt gropes her hard pulls her in and tries to wrap his arms around her so she turned around bam bam hit him with she had a clipboard in his hand started Mm -hmm. smacking him with a clipboard got back kicked him in the nuts but she she was telling me that she says she goes i was fighting this guy she goes this guy wasn't going to get me she goes but i didn't know that the guy behind me wasn't going to either she goes i didn't know if he was in on it if he wasn't right. in on, she goes, I don't even know how I got out of that room. And I'm like, holy crap. Like that, that is, <laughs> that's a life or death situation. Mm-hmm. That is, and, 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 and to say that somebody signed up for that, that they knew what they were getting into when it comes to that, yeah. um, is is insensitive and to me a uh, a perfect example of why I write books like this right because the job the callousness of the culture of corrections creates these monsters that we become because we have to and 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 if you like you said the camaraderie it shouldn't matter if I like this person or not or if I know this person or not it shouldn't matter if I'm upset because they called in sick, uh, you know, during college football season to watch a couple of home games. That shouldn't matter. You should feel that obligation, that loyalty to them. To the profession. To the profession. And I say all the time, when 
what happens to one person happens to all of us. Correct. Right. So when I hear about something happening like this in Harris County, there was just, I just covered a St. Louis uh, County correctional officer, female asked an inmate to get off the phone, got the shit kicked out of her. That's not what, that's not what they signed up for. No, that's not what they signed up. They didn't sign up to work at a facility that was operating with 40% staffing levels. They didn't ask to work at a facility whose, whose doors don't secure whose cameras don't work. They didn't ask to work at a facility like that. Whose plumbing won't, if you remember the hostage situation in, in Oklahoma right. where they, they ended up shooting that guy, right? That officer didn't understand when he took this job. He may have maybe watched 60 Days In. Maybe he watched Oz. I don't know, because that's really what you should do when you prepare to work in corrections. You should watch something like that. Yeah. Because that's a great example of what we as officers do. But he didn't know that he was going to work at a facility that was going to ignore the basic needs of the population that would then result in him being taken hostage, stabbed, and thrown down a flight of stairs after his assailant was killed. Do you think that's do you think he knew that? See, my problem is that we don't we don't say that stupid shit about vets, combat veterans that die over the well, they knew what they signed up for. They knew that they they knew that when they went over there, they weren't going to come back. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable, as unbelievable as you losing your cell phone twice in one week. That was just skill on my part. I want to read something for you, please. There are as many jackballs as there are that we encounter. There are people that care genuinely about the profession genuinely about the people that they work with. And I want those people that are coming into the profession that are new into the profession. And even those uh, old guys like us to find those people, to gravitate towards those people and to start being uh, examples to where you could say, Hey, this shit does bother me. This shit does bother us. So let's figure it out. I want to read you something. So, so Roland probably doesn't remember this, but it's story time. <laughs> Everybody he, sit down. Bill has a story. He was working the medical unit, and so was I on the other side. And I had my first attempted suicide. It was the beginning of shift, and I never called a code because the nurse said that we didn't need one. She had socks tied around her neck, and she was turning bluish purple. Roland heard me scream and came over. He checked on me multiple times throughout the shift and continued to ask me, are you okay? He saw it in my face that day. That was the beginning of my diagnosed PTSD. I missed work because of the nightmares having to face going into work again. And this is one of the things that like I talked to Ernie Stevens, uh, the, the crisis cop guy, when I did Saturday night synopsis. And he said, when he goes into a crime scene, into a house, into a domestic, into a homicide, he, he's there one time and he never has to go back. Mm -hmm. But our, we walk through our crime scenes, every the point day. of our trauma every day, multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. When you have a suicide in your facility in that cell, it's not like they shut down that cell forever. No, you have to go check that cell again. Mm -hmm. When somebody's yep. assaulted in the shower, when you're assaulted in the shower, guess what? You still have to check that shower tomorrow. Yep. He said he saw it in my face that day, uh, but knowing, he said, having a face that numbers, I ended up in counseling and everything. But knowing that day that Peter's, Roland, that you saw it in my face, that I wasn't okay, 
has forever landed him a special place in my heart. Hmm. That's from Ellen. Yeah. That's our coworker that just passed. Let me, and, and, and I have, I have messages. I'd forgotten about that till you just, that's why she said, she said, Roland, Roland is going to forget about this. Yeah. I, yeah, that was, that was a million years ago. And I said, everybody loves, uh, I said, everybody loves Roland. You know, thanks a lot. (laughs) She, she said, shut your pie hole. You know, I love you too. Yeah. She said she wants uh, a podcast shirt with Roland's face on it. So maybe we can make those (laughs) in honor of her. Yeah. I don't uh, don't Um, know about all that. Guys, I have um, message after message after message from this woman after she would di- was diagnosed with cancer, after she left the facility, still checking in on people, still keeping tabs on what was happening in the facility. Because here's, here's what I would do. I'd wake up on a Sunday morning with a text from her, with a message from her. Hey, there was an incident at work last night. These officers were involved. Please get a hold of them. Hey, there was an incident. Hey, check on this officer. Hey, I talked to this officer. I told him to talk to you. Um, she cared. Yeah. Outspoken. Brash. Brash. Um, mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, beautiful, beautiful heart. You never wondered where you stood. You always no, knew. you didn't. She, she didn't hold back. You didn't. But as she's fighting her own battle. Yeah. She's still, she's still helping others fight theirs. I want to read you something else that she wrote. This is a review she left on my, on my book. Says this book has quite literally saved my marriage and helped my husband understand why and how I am. You've done an outstanding job of putting into words how correctional officers feel and think. And then she messaged me. She, she screenshotted that messages and said, uh, by the way, this is my, my review because it was left anonymously. This is my review. And it's so true. Hmm. fighter yeah fighter um and uh and we're gonna miss her yeah and that's the that's the bad part with the the amount of turnover that facilities have uh there's a lot of staff and i'm gonna say at least half that that don't know her won't won't ever know her. They'll hear the stories. Uh, there are several staff that were in her academy class and right. uh, devastated, devastated They're because devastated. they, they continued to spend time with her. Um, one of a, a former staff member that now lives in Lincoln. Uh, I just read that she was in constant contact with her. When you make friends in corrections, that's friends for life, whether you're in the facility or right. not. Right. And that's where um, I believe uh, there's not the camaraderie now that there was the closeness of, you know, you might do battle with someone today and yeah, good job. And, but it goes away. And years ago, that was, that was forever. Right. And I, I don't think. Well, it goes away because the people go away. Yeah. And in this profession, I don't think we have forever anymore. We, we have a, it's, it's not a unified attack anymore. It's, uh, it's a lot of individuals doing their own individual thing. What do you think? What what do you think other than staff turnover, um, plays into that? Lack of leadership. Lack of leadership. What else? 
Uh, that it's it starts from the top on down. That's as, uh, there could be a thousand things, but mine is we don't have the camaraderie because we we don't have the unity. We don't have the together time anymore. We are so show show. You got an accent all of a sudden. I, 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 I got He's seizing up. Box. He's seizing up. Uh, Medical. Code green. We uh, I and I been saying it for years. Once they got rid of our pre shift briefing, I've never heard you say this. That's because you don't listen. Your your gums are too busy going right. 100 mile an hour. Right. And I'll tell you another thing of what I think. Everybody sit what? down. They don't have a thing. Right, wait, number four. Uh, and I'll tell you why your jail sucks. Number three. Oh, look. The crooked right. finger. Crooked finger. See no. how distracting it is? That's why I can't form a thought. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah. Uh, th- that crooked finger bought me dinner tonight. Thank you. Yes, Thanks, crooked uh, finger. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, crooked finger. Thank you. Thank you, code. Uh, but the, I, I still go back to the pre-shift briefing. You spent 15 minutes in a room that of people right. you didn't know you were forced to bond. We don't have that, that bonding anymore. We don't have the, the large class training, uh, that we, every, I loved block training, e-learning. Now everything is on the, on computer. the computer. Everybody yep. does their own individual yep. thing. It used to be, you spent a week right. with. 19 people that you right. don't know and you went to lunch together you trained together you learned together we don't have that uh we don't have that unity i just spent a shift wednesday night working with someone who's leaving right someone that you've worked love with him. for years love him um i've never worked with him i never had had a conversation with him never had any insight with him until we worked that shift together that was, we spent three hours talking and it was the fastest three hours right. I've ever spent. Right. And I came away from that shift with a complete, uh, a, a, just a different, help me out here. My perspective. Thank you. Right. Uh, of, of him that I would have never had, had we not had that shift, had I not worked that shift with him. And that happens every day, a thousand times a day. We don't work together enough it's all individuals there's not the camaraderie that there used to be and that's why you're not going to get big turnouts at funerals anymore the overtime oh you know what it's it's my sunday i i don't really spend six hours with that because i haven't seen my kids for two weeks so i'm going to do laundry and spend the day with my kids i'm sorry that that person passed but you know it's just it's uh it's a hard profession and I don't have the answers to fix it. I do, Does anybody? That's why. What can we do uh, as a lowly bottom feeding frontline officer? What can we do to change that or have a positive effect on uh, this, this culture um, this I, environment. I hope you're asking them and not me because I just told you I don't have the answers. No, I'm 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 asking you, not, but not me. I because I just sorry, told you I wasn't I listening. I told you I don't have the answers, and then you said, "Well, right. let me ask you a question." I just told you I don't have the answers. So ask your theoretical question to the audience because I don't have the answers. Well, what do you think we, as uh, lowly you. line staff, uh, bottom feeding frontliners, could do to change this? Ours not we could change administration and staffing and actually that individual that I spent three hours with uh had a lot of great ideas, but he's leaving the facility. He's so leaving. 
We'll so, never know. So, um, yeah, dead air. I think we no. I listen. This is a this is a this is a weighty, very. This is a weighty thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. people leave the facility and they're um, they're no longer part of us. Sometimes they're. I, w- I was going to say dead to us, uh, but I wanted to choose uh, maybe a different word this time. Good idea. But uh, that's true. They take that experience. They take that knowledge. They take, um, and we and and we miss them. But just like we miss uh, other people, we can't stop. Unless you're, and, and we're angry about it. If that person is not on your team, if you didn't go through the academy with that person, if if you aren't consistently working with that person, you don't know they're gone. Our our schedule now does not show people on vacation, people out sick. You could be out sick for for four weeks. I'm sick right now. Well, I'm sick of you. Yeah. <laughs> but you could be out sick for four weeks and and nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And then while nobody knows and they can't and that's part of it, right? You put your head down, you're working so much, nobody mm-hmm. knows that you're gone. By the time they realize that you're gone, you're back and you're pissed because nobody checked on you while you were gone. Mm-hmm. You're like the only person that called me was Peters. Well, yeah, because that's your that's your buddy, and that's no, the only person that knew you were gone. You owed me twenty bucks, and I was wondering right. when I was going to get it back. <laughs> I I brought your twenty bucks, but I lost it. Uh, I think I lost it at Runza. Uh, it's next to your glasses. <laughs> next in the to trash. my glasses. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I always pay people what I owe right away. So how do we get that back? <sighs> Now, I, I think I think at a certain point we have to let down our guard. We have to say, you know what? Um, I I want to get to know these people because for me, as a as a as a as a guy who's worked in the facility seventeen years, when do you have time? Well, well but you but you have I have I have seventy hours a week working with these people. That's when I have time. That's when you build your relationships. Small group of people you're working with three or four, and then maybe a couple here and there, but you're not working with. um, So our, our uh, bargaining unit. Okay. will have a get together once or twice a year. Right. Christmas parties, Christmas party, and then something, something in the spring or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've been working 12 hours a day, 16 hours a day. Right. I, I don't work 16. Others no, do. you don't. I do my 12s. But if you're on, say, C shift, 3 to 11, A shift overnight, that when you finally get that day off where you're not doing double shifts, right. you want to spend it with your immediate family. You don't want to spend it with your correctional family. I had a I had a former partner tell me that they would love to. This is the conversation. She says, I, would, I really want to go to lunch with you. I, I would love for us to take our wives out together, but I can't do that till I retire because I hate this place so much. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that me and you know each other is because of this place. Mm-hmm. And you would remind me of the facility and I can't do that right now. And uh, I was like, Oh, well, okay, I guess. And since he's retired, we do, we do go out and get breakfast. We have gone out a couple times with our wives and, and uh, he's a great guy. We text all the time. Um, it does weird things to people. And, but I think if we talk to each other, 
Mm-hmm. I think that if we give each other a little grace, a little room, then we can start to uh, rebuild those things. And and that's why I think the 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 you know the parties, the barbecues, the uh, appreciation days, yeah. the uh, door, whatever we do, you have to do something. You have to do something to try to build that. But the, here's the problem: uh, we are we are uh, wandering in the desert for forty years, and we are uh, angry, mm-hmm. and we are cynical. And we're tired. And um, like you said, we don't want to get together when we're not being paid to hang out together. Right. I spend 60 hours a week with you. I see you more than I see my wife. Guess what? It's my day off. We're not going fishing. Right. I'm, we did go fishing once. Yeah, we did. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was. I like, caught a big fish. Yeah, it wasn't that big. No, it was big. It was this big. I have a picture of it. Yeah, yeah. And the phone you lost? No, I the, that picture the does phone not is exist. right here. It was not a big fish. No, it, it was, is. It was like a four inch crop. No, thing. it's right here. Yeah, it was that's I can't find it. I Photoshop. got seven thousand fo- pictures Photoshop. on my Photoshop. Let me let me uh, bag on leadership a little bit real quick. Okay, good, great. Because this will be our last episode of the Gen Nine Podcast. All right, I'm a short timer. Okay. Um, but when you talk about the lack of camaraderie, you talk about all these problems, you, you talk about the door contest, the yeah, I won that. By the way, you did. You I did, did win that. Me, me, and uh, in Trey, we see won. More we won. <laughs> um, but you have management or leadership team, as they call themselves, that that have meetings every day. How are we going to make morale better? How are we right. going to do this? Right. When the leadership team is up here and the grunts. And the frontline staff are right. down here, down low, and they're having meetings on how to make life better for a frontline right. staff. How many frontline staff are at those meetings? I don't go to them. I don't know. Zero. Right. Zero. So you're never going to fix the problem on the top from the top down unless you ask the people that are stuck on the front, bottom, under the boots, what's going to make this better. And right. I don't. Food day is not going to do it. Do you think it's a start, though? I think somebody did an article on that, that your trust is going to have to be built over years and can't be fixed with one. Yeah, I did an article on that I, I in the December 2021 edition of the Correctional Oasis. You can get that at desertwaters.com, um, and I'll post a link in the description. But I did an article um, that was actually, um, I also did the speech for American jail association at one of their conferences, but, um, yeah, I couldn't remember who did five. That. I thought it was somebody good. <laughs> five reasons. Your podcast is going to fail. Now, number uh, one, that's, that's what I should do. We number should four. do that. Um, no, I did a, I did an article called five reasons that your staff wellness program is going to fail. And I talk about all the things that you're talking about, basically saying that um, if we continue to do the things that we've always done, uh, we're not going to get anywhere. And, and, and you're right. Frontline. See, my, my, here's my problem. And this is to my detriment, right? Is that I don't want administration to be in any of our solutions because I think that we can, um, I didn't know these did that. We can make, um, that's not how you do it. We can make this place a better, 
Sorry. No, Sorry. go ahead. No, that's I, no head. You see this oh, knob right here? Oh, yeah. You twist that knob. Oh, there you cool. go. There technology. You go. I love it. These are nice. Do you like these? Yeah. Yeah. It's got a good weight to it, too. So, um, but I like to think that that we uh, can come up. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to get comfortable. This is droning on. So go ahead. This say, is, say uh, this is, uh, we've gotten, we, we've gotten off track. Here's the thing. Um, we, uh, as frontline can only do so much. We as staff officers, civilian staff can only do so much to kind of hold our morale up to hold up our end of the bargain. But there does have to be some buy-in from, from the leadership and, um, the way to do that obviously is to involve all parties that are affected by these decisions and then have a big meeting on that. But, um, yeah, enough with the meetings. So let me say this. Okay. Um, the next time we lose an officer, whether you knew that officer or not, mm -hmm. attend the funeral, attend the funeral, just because mourn the loss grieve because, look, with the people that need to be grieved with if even if you have no emotional connection to that person there are people there that did that are going to need your shoulder that are going to need your support right and i'm going to leave it at that get off my soapbox yeah usually i'm the one uh, that goes on a rant or soapbox and uh, it just I'm I'm hoping that there is an overflow turnout to to her funeral, because like I say, she was it was there was no 50 50. It was either zero or 100. You either didn't get along with her because of her opinions. Right. Or you loved her because of your opinion. But and even if you didn't know her and this goes for for any facility out there. If, when you lose an officer, if even if you didn't know them personally, you need to be there for each other. So let me let me let me add this. Can I add something? Let me let me add this to Everybody your. Sit down, Bill. Has a story. When you become a correctional officer, um, you become a part of this greater machine, this greater cause, this team of people that are uh, bleeding crying, fighting for this mission statement uh, to keep their community safe. And so when an officer gets assaulted, when an officer passes, whether it's line of duty death, whether it's COVID, whether it's cancer, that doesn't matter because that person that passed is you. Right. That person that passed is a part of you. Is a, It wears the same uniform as you. Represents the same mission statement as you has fought the same battles that you have fought and are going to continue to fight. When a coworker dies, when a fellow officer dies, when a correctional officer dies, a part of you dies with it. Now, right. here's the thing. I'm in agreement with you. I don't see that in the newer uh, generation of uh, officers. I don't see that in their faces. I don't see that uh, that concern um, when it comes to these kind of things. Fifteen years ago, the old guard didn't see it in your face either. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. 
everybody bags on the younger generation. Well, I'm not bagging on them. I'm just no. saying that that it, that a, that a, that it seems like you don't need to yell. I'm right. The ro- <laughs> <laughs> the 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 people in the '60s didn't like the hippies in the about, '70s. It's not about the people. It's about it's about. But I'm saying every younger generation, you think they don't have the mustard to cut it. Well, guess what? 10, 15 years when we're dead and gone, well, you got longer than me, but. That next generation is going to pick up. They're going to carry the torch. We don't see them carrying the torch I don't know. now. I don't know. You have to have faith. I don't know. If you look at if you look at fire departments, if you look at police departments, they don't have near the turnover that we have. Then you look at a correctional facility. And how can a person how how can how can you ensure that the torch is going to be carried when every three years your staff rotates? There is no torch. It's like selling gym memberships. You, you sell somebody a $10 a month gym membership, they never come, you don't care. You just keep selling memberships to new people who, who maybe will work out. You keep pacifying people for one to two years because you don't really care if they carry on that legacy if, if because you always have a group coming in to do the job. You're right. It's different for us, I think. I withdraw. It's, it's, I yeah. think it's, I think it's different. I, I understand what you're saying with no. music and, and, you know, and no, all. but you're right. We used to have one to two classes a year and now we have four to five. Correct. It's uh, constantly. Yeah. Constantly. And if you, now I will say this, I get messages every day from people that worked in corrections for three months, six months, 18 months, and they've been out of it for years and it's never left them. Right. A piece of a piece of them it's, is there. True. They still think about their brothers and sisters. So I, I get that. But what I'm saying is if you come into this profession thinking that it's something else, thinking that it's just a stepping stone, if you come into this profession and you're not fully understanding what putting on that uniform represents, then I don't I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. That's why when something like this happens it's not a big deal not to them not to them and maybe i'm not being fair but no i think you are because i i I don't work a lot with the new staff we've talked about that i'm not allowed to be around the new staff right Um, you're the reason we lose new staff We're losing new staff more than you're losing your phone, which is which is an unbelievable rate. Unbelievable. 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 I know I want to know where my glasses are. <laughs> um, I hope my dog ate them. I hope my dog a, chewed the shit out of your glasses. It wouldn't be the first pair that I lost <laughs> to a dog. Uh, no, but as you were talking about that, the the newer staff and and that and I'm getting flashes of of the new people that I have seen that I can't see that person showing up. I know that person's not showing up. Uh, yeah. So I withdraw everything I said. It's, I it's, it's, it's multiplicity. Um, no, I just, I'm, and I don't want to use names, but I could just see, yeah, don't um, use names. I could just 10 or 15 people out of the last two classes that I have seen that I don't really know, but I know enough that they aren't going to be there. And that's not fair to... When you say be there, you mean in the long run? Be there at the service. Oh, yeah. Well, the, I mean, they. it's... it. 
I'm thinking about the service again. Because I, yeah, I just, I don't, there should be an overflow turnout and I don't think it will be. And it just, I think there are a lot of people, sorry, and I'm, I'm going off on a thing, but I just, mm-hmm. I know that there's, there's just a lot of people that are really going to miss her that, that need to grieve with their brothers and sisters, but the, the younger brothers and sisters, the newer people aren't going to be there to grieve with them. And that causes that wedge again of the lack of camaraderie. So I, I, I don't have the answers. So never mind. I'm going to withdraw for a person who says they don't have answers. You've sure, uh, put forth a lot of, uh, information and input. I just have a lot of silly opinions that <laughs> that's because I'm old and cranky. Because well, and that's what I balance. Is it just the fact that I'm getting old? I'm getting burnt out. I'm mm-hmm. getting fucking tired. That mm-hmm. I have these opinions, or are these real things? Like, am I delusional, or is this is this a real See, thing? And this is where you don't have the faith in the the new boots coming in because you don't associate with the new boots coming in. What are you talking about? I go to the training classes. I I, I work with all of them all the time. Uh huh. Yeah. Are you there at 11 o'clock when they get off work and they're all sitting around decompressing and talking about the previous shift? No. Do you go out with them when they're all going out and drinking after work? And so, having sex with each other? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or but, just, I'm just jealous. But let's... <laughs> ditto. <laughs> um, but let's just say we don't associate with... That used to be groups. us, though. That it used did. to be us. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's not. So what happened? We got old. Right. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> But And that's what I was saying earlier with the old guard when you were young, when you were new, they didn't trust you. So what we have to do is trust the new people. You know what? But we aren't associating so, with those new so people. So here's what it is. You, you just pointed it out that maybe it's not us that are doing it right. Maybe it's them. Maybe they have it figured out. No. They're the ones that are meeting in the parking lot. Those are the, they're the ones that are going out and doing stuff together. Though they're and and yeah. and what happens over time is they become us. Yeah, because we used to do that. We used to do that. I uh, I remember uh, uh, Selby and Trevino, and I'll throw their names out there. Oh boy, um, the night my dad died. Never mind. I can't talk about it. They stayed with me till four in the morning. <laughs> change the subject no uh, that's that was uh camaraderie that was the team. yeah they stayed with me they wouldn't let me leave yeah hmm that was hard but let's have more faith in the new boots i'll say that i don't but let's try i think we should try because I'll, I'll tell you a story about uh I walked around the corner to go into the 2B office and there were new boots in there. <laughs> you, you keep saying names all the time. That's, well, everybody, it's it could have okay. been any time right. in the last three years I've walked around the corner because okay. that, that, it's a little office. Right. Uh, I don't know. And there was this gal that looked at me like, I don't know, or she got like frog eyes. And well, you looked, are a weird looking guy. Well, I, I mean, this I, is the, this I is agree. The thing. I, a little girl on the elevator at your condo, the, the <laughs> fucking people in the office. I, apparently, yes. I can intimidate kids, with some people with yeah. their, their, my look. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. She just looked at me weird. And I was, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to tell that story. That she looked at you weird? She looked at me like she was trying to figure out 
What if yes? If, if I was alien, if that's I was that's pretty much how everybody is looking at you. That's why I'm not allowed to talk to the new people. So how do we bring them together? I can't. Can't. This is the this is the cosmic gag, right? What like, is it? Uh, uh, kill them all. Let God figure it out. <laughs> no, no. So we can't. We can't go that route. I know that's not. Uh, I don't think that's an appropriate uh, cliche for this conversation. We just. It's got to be baby steps. We just have to get back to being one big happy again and i don't know that we're at a time or a place we can do that right now it's uh yeah working in working in this profession working in this environment is is extremely hard on your mental emotional well-being it tears you down it breaks you down over the years you can see you lack trust to begin with you you lack the zeal for life you and I can hear people. Oh, what are you talking about? I love it. Um, I three, three or four it. divorces and kids, you know, and and um, but it it is a it's a real thing, and if you don't know that, I have never met more bourbon ester, esters experts. What? I am I. I have met more i I drove a truck for years and years and years i worked with a lot of people right that they all drank but nobody was a connoisseur of bourbon right like the people i work with now well they love to drink they bingo yeah Yeah. we're gonna have um we have a a co-worker that has a that has a youtube channel that's doing he just started youtube channel the uh fleas Flea's Bourbon Journey. Mm-hmm. I'll put a link in it in the description. Flea's Bourbon Journey. And we're going to have him on the show. He's going to bring, he's got a bottle. He said he's been waiting to crack for us, fresh crack. And um, and it's awesome. And, and this is the thing. Like, how do you, how did you know that here's this guy with this immense level of knowledge uh, about uh, alcohol, about bourbon? This is his passion. And I don't, I mean, how long did I work with him before I discovered that? I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, there's there's all kinds of, things and reasons that we keep those things from each other but we're gonna have him on the show uh, as a guest and that's probably gonna be about a four-hour episode uh because he uh, likes to talk More. and so we'll see if he watches the entire episode because um uh hey, I just, you mentioned me shot, at the yeah 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 show. yeah you talk uh you're a good storyteller and so i'm i'm uh not you him yeah yeah thank you i'm just practicing for when he's here mm-hmm just say I'm rubber, you're glue. So here's what I want you to do. I want to challenge people. Here we go. Bill's got a challenge. You like when I challenge you personally. Yeah, I love uh, it's that. It's one of your favorite things. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's one of your favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't see that, that's good. I know you didn't hear it. So it's carry, one of your it's one of your favorite things carry to carry on. And uh, I want you to to look at your circle of friends of uh, co-workers that you are constantly working with, interacting with. And I want you to just step out, um, bring a new person and have a conversation with a new officer, uh, start a back and forth with an officer that you maybe haven't uh, got to know in the past. This, that's what I want you to do. I want you to go out and I want you to do that every day. You say no, but every day you tell me, Hey, I talked to so-and-so, Hey, I did this with so-and-so. Um, so you do this every day, but I want the people that are listening, if they're still listening, uh, they're still, uh, they might've checked out already. I think there's two or three, two or three listening. That's, um, that's all I need. I really don't, if, if people 
uh, this isn't their 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 cup of tea. If this isn't uh, their uh, what they like, then leave. I don't care. This is this is fine. Welcome to Tea Talk. Yeah, Tea Talk. This is uh, the new name of the show. Tea Talk. Was, was it episode eight? Episode yeah, episode. Tea Talk. Episode Epson. Eight? Epson salt. You keep saying Epson instead no, of episode. Episode. Do I say Epson? Tea Talk. Tea Talk was on Epson right. nine. Tea Talk. Epson eight. There was 12 minutes of awesome tea talk. Tea talk. It was 16 minutes. I went back and watched wow. it. 16 minutes uh, about your, and we're still talking about it. This is three episodes later. We're still talking about yeah. the fucking tea. How much time um, was spent on the Oral-B 3000? That was that was good. That was, that was uh, good. Uh, that was probably too much time. I have a lot of highlights in my life. Yes, a lot of low lights. One is uh, Pure Leaf Tea. Stay away from that. It's horrible. I never want their sponsorship. And the Oral-B 3000. For after you've had that interview, if in you're the watching, closet. <laughs> <laughs> if you're um, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, this podcast, Ten Nine Podcast, is also available in audio format, so you can listen to it back and forth to work, um, or when you're vacuuming or mowing your grass or whatever you're doing. Uh, all you your seen me do this. <laughs> your preferred podcast platforms, uh, and if you're listening to this, and for some reason you feel like you would like to watch this, uh, then you can go to YouTube, uh, just corrections and, uh, it'll be there with, uh, some other videos. So you'd be able to call it up and, um, yeah, be smart, stay safe. And, uh, we'll talk next time. <laughs> no, we're not ready to wrap up the show. Oh, but what is it? It's be no. smart, stay safe, do drug. What is it? Get pregnant, get pregnant, do drugs, get bent. Do no, drugs. what is it? Let me look at my uh, let me look at my script here. Where's my where's my mouse? Be smart, stay safe. Beast, beast, beast. Uh, beast Larson. Beast Larson. That's a uh, good training. If you need to know your pressure points, right? Check. Uh, follow Beast. Right. Uh, Rush Hamilton. Rush Hamilton now. Rush Hamilton. If you uh, need to find contraband, he's the contraband king. The king. The. Uh, the king. Man, I tell you what, that dude's worked in some spots that I I know I couldn't. I wouldn't. Uh Beast also. Yeah. They've uh they've gone down rabbit holes that I just stand outside of and poop myself. The point of the whole the point of this whole thing is this. Be smart, stay safe, and we'll talk soon. And was that it? No. Step out, step outside. Help yeah. rebuild that camaraderie that we know is there. It's there. You know, I try. But I'm rebuffed. <laughs> Rebuked. That, we had a too. priest come in and rebuke you. <laughs> yeah, better use twice the holy water. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Uh, I <laughs> no, I uh, I do. I try and uh, try and and what you do help. I but they you said help. they tell me to stop preaching at them. Yeah, you a, should. Yeah, you should stop. Preaching. I got underwear older than you, punk. Yeah. Have you ever pulled that line out on anybody? That my boots have been here longer than you. My chit's been longer. My flashlight, that flashlight you buy, the two hundred dollar flashlight, Man, I love is, that. is I been love here. That yeah, I'm surprised you're not carrying it now. As a matter of fact, uh, just the just the other night, I did the crocodile Dundee with another officer that had a flashlight, and I said, "Flashlight? That's no flashlight. This is a flashlight. Yeah. It's not a knife. This is a knife. Right? Yeah. And that's uh, yeah. Crocodile Dundee is a movie that I probably watched way more than I should. And I'm, I'm guessing that if I went back and watched it now, I would be like, why did I waste so much time watching this? 
because when I grew up, because there was what two or three crocodile dundies. Two that I know two. Of. One was in New York. Right. You went was, in New York. That was number two. I'm getting Crocodile Dundee and Jewel of the Nile, Romancing the Stone. Mixed oh up. yeah, that's, that was a good uh, flick. Um, was it? I mean, it was a lot of action. It wasn't. It either. really wasn't even that action back. But I again um, another movie that I watched. Mike more Douglas than, and uh, right. What's, uh, uh, Catherine. Ka- Kathleen Turner. Yeah, Kathleen Turner. Yeah. 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 And he got the boots. He showed up at the sailboat in New York at the end. And, at the very end. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah, but it wasn't. So I have, t- I have two challenges. Uh, talk to coworkers. Talk to your coworkers. Is that me or them? Who? Oh, yeah. Let me. Where's the camera? You're, you're telling Camera them. one or camera two? You're telling them to go talk camera to Camera one or coworkers. camera two. Talk to your coworkers. Talk to your coworkers. Uh, step out of your comfort zone. Talk to your coworkers. Step out of your comfort zone. And Are you going to start singing like huh? Blue Moon? Blue Moon. You saw me standing alone without a yeah, that's uh, dream in my uh, heart. Try the San Francisco one without instead. a love of my. Try own. try the uh, you left your heart in San Francisco one. I don't know that song. Oh, not a Tony Bennett fan. I left my. I don't know. Hmm. And then watch Jewel of the Nile, no, uh, Romancing no. the Stone, no, and no. no? Watch, no no, crocodile Dundee. They need to watch something other than Roadhouse. I feel like they're watching Roadhouse way too often. Roadhouse. Even though I love Roadhouse, Patrick Swayze is a great movie. But be, but be nice until it's time to be nice, stay safe. What did he say? I got that from Dalton actually. Be it, nice until it's time to to not, not be, be nice. nice. All right, so let's close on that. Be nice until it's time not to be nice. Stay safe. Actually, I want to end on this. I want to say this. Um, we, do your shout outs what? before you go. Who's who who do you want me to shout out to? Well, the, the folks in Ontario. Yeah, let's let me let, can I let me pull this up. Yeah. Yeah, let me pull this up and you can uh so I feel like there was a lot of people that were getting ready to shut down this and they're mm-hmm. like, oh fuck, they're still going. Yeah. Oh we were done ten minutes ago. They're still talking. This is the absolute worst podcast I've ever listened to. In my the life. folks in Ontario. Right. And we're gonna get there. Well, I just wanted it today. I, ge- I don't know if I can say her name. Uh, the gentleman in Biloxi, Ontario. She says um, a deputy superintendent at uh, in Toronto. I, uh, I don't need her bio. I just in Toronto, her, her and her husband love the Ten Nine podcast. Yeah, I just need the name. I don't need the bio. Yeah, can you say the name? You don't have your fucking glasses. Yeah, that's- and your font's too small. I don't. I want to keep. I want to keep anonymous. No, my font is normal font. Okay, so the the folks in Ontario, right? Ontario. Uh, the thank you. The gentleman in Biloxi. Biloxi. No, Matt. You talking about Matthew? Yeah. You know he's not in Biloxi, but he's in Mississippi. Well, Mississippi. Yeah, Matthew. I love Matthew. Okay, so um, Matt in Mississippi. Matt in Mississippi, we love you. Uh, um, Adam Gillespie. Adam Gillespie, love you. Uh, the the two Sarahs. Two Sarahs. Sarah one, Sarah two. Sarah one, Sarah two. Uh, love you. Um, listen, uh, I get... Ramon. Ramon, love you, buddy. Uh, he'll never make it this far into the podcast, but I'll love no, you, buddy. He's, he's given up a long time ago. Um, there are a lot of people out there. I, I get these messages, these emails, and I love every single one of them. The, the community that is out there for corrections that is being built around... Uh, you know, the books, the YouTube channel, uh, the podcasts, everything is amazing. I, I could not, I mean, I'm just overwhelmed by the amount of support uh, that I get from people outside of my own 
circle of, of friends that are paid to lie to me uh, all the time. So um, you guys are out there fighting a the good fight, and uh, and I love you, and I appreciate it. Now you're getting sappy. So this you're pointing is, your finger. Well, this is your not finger. Jerry Lewis telethon where you're going to start singing. Uh, so if you have stumbled, no, he's, he did. You'll never walk alone. You'll never walk alone. Not even close. Bad without tune. a dream in my heart. Yes. It's horrible. With <laughs> so the, the people that may have this podcast sucks. <laughs> damn straight. So the people that have stumbled across this, go to Just Corrections. I'm going to get a phone call this weekend. But I don't. I don't understand that. I don't understand the podcast. What are you? What are you? What are you even doing? S- subscribe to Just Corrections because he's at 3,500 subscribers and he needs to be at 22,000. Right. We're so, getting there. Well, not with you because I'm. I'm. This is silly. So, <laughs> so if you've stumbled on this podcast, Possibly. go go to this Just Corrections. Just Corrections. Uh, deal and uh, subscribe to him so he can get to his twenty-two thousand followers. That's so the goal. He can uh, leave me alone. That's the goal. All right, that's that's all I got. God, I got some girth on this. You man. did. You ate, you ate a lot at Runza when you lost was, your phone. Uh, all right, guys, that's all we got. Uh, we'll be back again for another episode uh, next week. Really? And uh, I I don't know. I'm on vacation. We both. <laughs> Both, uh, both must be. Uh, <laughs> I lost my cell phone, my glasses, and my world. Right. I can't talk anymore.